With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few? Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The Volume Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, 
Start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together. So you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part? DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. The NFL season is approaching the halfway point, and FanDuel Sportsbook has a little something different to offer for the Sunday night matchup between Dallas and Minnesota. Because FanDuel is giving new customers 25 to 1 odds on any touchdown scored in the games. That means you can end the NFL Sunday right by winning $125 on a $5 bet. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to take right now. I'm kind of feeling the same game parlay. You can give me the Vikings minus three Ezekiel Elliott anytime touchdown score and the under 51 and a half and offers like these are just one of the uh, many reasons that I love betting the NFL on FanDuel they're the number one rated sportsbook app in America they're easy to use it's safe and secure and the payouts are faster than Sonic the Hedgehog and they are now accepting Venmo FanDuel is a sports betting uh, site made simple they're always hooking you up with great offers plus when you win you'll get paid in as little as two hours. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up with the promo code JBOY, that's J-B-O-Y, this week before the Sunday night matchup. You could win $125 on a $5 bet, but you need to remember to use the promo code JBOY, that's J-B-O-Y, so they know that I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager and designated offer market. Max bonus $125. See full terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in the great state of Michigan. The Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee and visit www www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane. This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stingley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show. Thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. It is Friday. Congratulations, everybody. We made it to the end of the week. Had some football last night. Got two more games tonight and a pretty good slate this weekend. And we've got you covered like we usually do. I want to start off talking a little bit about this Michigan-Michigan State game and the trajectory and really what it means for each program. Because if you look at where Michigan is trending, you look at where Michigan State is trending, they both share the same state. I think this game, and you look at the rest of the schedule, not only for this year, but for the, for the upcoming years, has a huge impact on each program and where 
where they're going in the hierarchy of the Power 5 teams in the state of Michigan. Going to talk a little bit about Florida, Dan Mullen, the quarterback situation as well. Then Jalen Wattemeyer, Texas A&M tight end, is going to join us. Had a little technical difficulty Wednesday when we were going to get him. Got him. It's an awesome interview. Not just if you're an Aggie fan. If you're a football fan, want to kind of know how the inside works, how the sausage is made. Jalen's kind of telling us there uh, that a little bit. Also, our keys to victory. We're going to break down the Michigan-Michigan State game. We're going to break down the Auburn-Ole Miss game. I have some strong feelings on how that's going to go. And also Georgia-Florida. It's the world's largest cocktail party. Let me say that again. It's the world's largest cocktail party, and we're going to talk about it and have a great time. Colin Wilson's going to join us from the Action Network, senior writer. Uh, excited to get him back on after a couple weeks off. We're talking about a lot of games, some fringe games that you guys that, that, that are betting, uh, like we do here, especially with the 171 uh, overall record, 3-1 and one last night, trying to continue the momentum. Make sure you check that out. And as usual, we're going to go to the Booster Club, which we all know, we can all agree on, is the greatest <laughs> grassroots movement uh, since jazz. I, I, I just... I, I really feel that way. I agree. Yeah, but I agree. you agree, doctor. You I concur, concur, doctor. I say it's the greatest grassroots movement since front lawns were established. Wow. wow. You get off my front lawn. Get You get David. off the front lawn, David. You get off my front lawn. That's You're how that I guy. feel about That's it. Okay. That's okay. okay. That's okay. And we do it for the people. It's okay. I love we all of them. The Even people. the ones in there that don't love me, I love them. Wow. You know what? I think they all love you, Cone. I think deep down they do. I Even think if so, they, too. Hate is a form of love. So their comments are just tough love. Yes, there we go. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about hate, but in the the college football realm sense of it. Michigan, Michigan State. Here's how I look at this game. And we're going to get into the keys to victory halfway through, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty what each team has to do. But this is like two, and, and I talk about this with Colin Wilson, this is like having two identical twin brothers. 15, 16 years old, living in the same house. Parents are going out of town. Fight breaks out between the brothers. Nobody there to break it up. That's when you get the most vitriol. That's when you get the most physicality. That's when the real stuff comes out. That's what you're getting this Saturday. Two top 10 ranked teams. Michigan, Michigan State. Haven't seen it since 1964. And we all remember how that one went. But when you look at the trajectory of these programs, and I'm going under the auspices that Mel Tucker will be at Michigan State, just for this. When I look at this game, and you look at the state of Michigan, bragging rights on the line, yes. Little brother, big brother, whatever. I think this game will be felt over the next two to three years. And you say, it's just one game. Why? Let me tell you the rest of the schedule for each team. Let's start with uh, Michigan State. You get Purdue. You get Maryland. You get Ohio State. You get Penn State. Look at the similarities in this. Now go to Michigan. You got Indiana. It's the only one that's different. Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Almost identical schedules going through the rest. Who can stay in the top ten? Who can grab the momentum? Because there's two different storylines that will come out of this. If Michigan wins, big picture, Jim Harbaugh's got it rolling, baby. A lot of people are talking about it right now, but they don't know because they haven't beaten anybody of a ton of substance. But they win this one. They win this one. Big Blue is back. You'll start hearing talk about Ohio State. Is this the year? Michigan State's still little brother. Regardless, you can have the best year that you've had in a long time, Michigan State. But you weren't able to beat Big Brother Michigan. And now it turns back into the Michigan-Ohio State talk, and Michigan State's kind of put to the corner. Not that they, they haven't had a good year if they lose this game, but they're kind of put to the corner. And Michigan's back. But if Michigan State wins, Michigan's who we thought they were. 
but Mel Tucker is taking Michigan State to a new level. Mel Tucker is trying to replace the brand of Michigan, as impossible as it may be, trying to replace the brand of Michigan in the state of Michigan. Michigan State fans, you you walk around for 364 days and say, man, maybe we should be worried about Ohio State more than you guys. Y'all can't beat them anyway. I think this has lasting effect. What happens to Jim Harbaugh if they lose this game and it takes a downhill turn? Is he still there? Well, what if they end up, you know, 8-4 and four or something like that or, or it doesn't work out well? What if Michigan State loses and then all of a sudden they drop to Penn State? Then Ohio State. Is Mel Tucker still as sexy of a name for Michigan State? If you're a Michigan State fan, you obviously want to win, but does losing almost make you feel a little bit okay because Mel Tucker's name might not be as hot, which I'll give you a hint, it will. It still will. So in this game, is Michigan going to be the state school? Are they going to put Michigan State back in their place and remind them, remember, you are little brother, and when we have two top ten, top tier teams... It's still us. It's still the maize and blue. You're a basketball school. You're a basketball school. But if you're Michigan State, this is your shot. You wanted not only to beat a Michigan team, and they've beaten Michigan, but beating a Michigan team that's ranked in the top ten. Beating the Michigan team that is bringing Michigan back from the depths. Jim Harbaugh is born again and rises from the ashes like a phoenix. You can stop that. You can stomp on their hope. You can rip their guts out. You can take their happy feelings and turn them into bad feelings. Is that not what hatred is between two in-state schools? Believe me, I'm from the state of Alabama. I know. I know. This game will have a lasting effect on these programs over the next two or three years because don't think, do not think for one second that the winner of this game in a top 10 matchup takes a huge leap forward in recruiting. Mel Tucker's trying to get a foothold, not just from the transfer portal, but making guys pick Michigan State over Michigan because they have a better chance to win the whole thing at Michigan State. And the only way you change that narrative is by beating Michigan. But then if you're Jim Harbaugh, all you've done has been negative recruited for a while, for a while. Do you get the last laugh? Are you able to go into the home of the same kid that Mel Tucker and his staff just left and said, well, even when they have the best year they can possibly have, they still can't beat us if if we're worth a damn. We brought it back. This is the real Michigan. This is the Michigan your dad talks about. This is the Michigan your granddad talks about. Come be part of the new legacy. That's what this game means. That's why it's so important. And you'll get the keys to victory on that later. Cone, played at the University of Michigan. Mark D'Antonio changed the DNA of that program, Jake. Okay? Expound. It's not afraid of Michigan. Not afraid of Jim Harbaugh. And if any Michigan fans think that something changed with Mel Tucker coming there, I'm telling you right now it did not. And Michigan State is not to be trifled with. Okay? We can joke around and say that that's little brother and that they lag behind in state. I'm telling you right now, you want to get out of there with a one-point victory and get out of town as quickly as possible. Because these guys are – because. and I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. Not only has Michigan State beaten Michigan – in the Jim Harbaugh era, they have done it with a blue-collar mentality, okay? They've yeah. won in the trenches. They've won by running the football. They've won, and they said, Michigan no longer wants to come and get down and get ugly and mm-hmm. gritty with us, no mm-hmm. matter where it's at. Their place, our place, it doesn't matter. And this one happens to be on the road. I'm not as excited 
for Michigan football this season because they, they've started 7-0. and What I'm excited about is the blue-collar mentality that they've been winning with. They've been mm-hmm. running the football. 200-yard rushers several games, right? They've been winning up front. There are still problems in the secondary. There are still problems to answer about not connecting on big plays down the field. I get that. But they've gotten back to that blue-collar mentality. Fourth and one, going for it, lining up under center, running the yeah. ball downhill. They're going to need every bit of that this weekend if they want to go to East Lansing, steal the Paul Bunyan trophy, and come back home to Ann Arbor with it. And, uh, you know, Cone, I want to ask you this. You've been in the family. You've been in, you, you've been in it. You understand. Give me the, the difference or maybe the similarities between the feelings Michigan, the Michigan fan base has for Michigan State as opposed to Ohio State. For out-of-state guys like myself, I'm from South Georgia. I came up there. You know Michigan and Ohio as the greatest rivalry in sports, right? That's what you're told. That's what you're taught. I didn't grow up a Michigan fan. I was fortunate enough that Coach mm-hmm. um, Lloyd Carr offered me a scholarship in his office one day, and I said, hey, this is the winningest football program in college football. Didn't expect to go that far away from home let's give it a try right since then a lot of a lot of blood sweat and tears went into that program and so I'm a Michigan Wolverine and that's that's how I'll be for the rest of my life so we see Ohio as 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 still the greatest rivalry in sports my mom happens to be from Columbus Ohio makes that a little bit more complicated (laughs) she was the most excited in the room to hear about the scholarship offer but when I got up there and there's a lot of -of out-of-state guys right we get guys from California I played with guys from Texas you know a couple others from Georgia you know, but there's a lot of in-state guys, a lot of walk-ons from in-state, and a lot of top guys like my buddy Brandon Graham was an in-state recruit that my year, right? Those guys had to play high school football a lot with the guys who go yep. to Michigan State, okay? So they see they, – they, they got up a lot of times more even for Michigan State, yeah. you know, but there's a different energy in the, in the uh, field house for both weeks, all right? There's a different energy, and you can just feel it. But I will say this. A lot of guys I played with from Michigan – they would even say, well, low-key, I'm still a Michigan State basketball fan, you know, <laughs> because that's the thing. You grow up watching Michigan football yeah. and Michigan State basketball, and even one of the guys down here at the Hall of Fame gave me a go blue this week. He's from Detroit. He said, we got a big one this week. I always pull for Michigan. But he said, you know, I still like Michigan State basketball, okay. and we don't hate Michigan State as much as Ohio. Yeah, so, so that's just so, a little. So Ohio State. And I will call them that. You won't refer to them that. I totally respect that. Ohio State is there's there's more hates. What you're telling me, there's more hate as opposed to the brotherly hate. Because you have brotherly hate, yeah. which is we may get in get in a fight, but I love you afterwards and this mm-hmm. that and the other. As opposed to just fighting somebody that you didn't like before the fight and then after the fight, and I'm just gonna continue to fight you once a year because I don't like you. And you know another example this past weekend on the tennis tour and uh, on the tennis court. I know these Ooh. are anecdotal, but Michigan State fan they say, "Hey, we got a big one. We always pull against Michigan, except you know Ohio State." Yeah. Okay. okay. So you know, so okay. like there is that little bit of yes, we want to beat y'all with everything that we have. Okay. We don't like you. There's no love lost, but. We're still Michiganders. So there's right? yeah. in state, yeah, right? Makes sense. It's easier to hate someone else sense. across that border. But you see this what I'm one, saying? but Ooh. Jake, we'll get to Ohio shortly. Yep. Thanksgiving is around the corner. This week, you go take care of business. Yep. Then they're going to head to East Lansing and see if they can do it. And speaking about taking care of business, I do, and I know we've talked about Florida and Dan Mullen a lot, but but I want to kind of put a cherry on top in this conversation here, and then I want to get to the Booster Club before we bring Jalen in here. It's got to be Anthony Richardson. We've, we've said that. I'm going to talk about it in Keys to Victory. But Florida has to look competent this weekend. I don't think they're going to win. But if, you, if you're looking at Dan Mullen, I don't think he's on the hot seat, but we know as you lose at a place like that, especially when you look at their last eight, nine uh, power five attempts outside of a Tennessee and Vanderbilt win, they, they haven't won one of them. And you look at the trajectory that Georgia's on. If Georgia goes out and embarrasses Florida, 
the pressure is going to go up by about times a thousand. I think I think this puts the, the nail in the coffin for Grantham. Contract runs out at the end of the year. You know, wipe your hands of it. You know, didn't have to fire anybody, whatever. But if they go out and look incompetent and they just get outclassed, because it's one thing to be beaten. It's a good game. They just had a better team. It's another thing to be outclassed. If this game is a 34-10 or, or Florida just doesn't look like they can do anything offensively, even with Dan Mullen, who you know with an extra week is going to have a great game plan. You're going to get a ton of different formations. You're going to get motions. You're going to get your misdirections. You're going to get, you know, a, a bunch of different stuff. I think they're going to take shots vertically. Colin Wilson makes a great point on that a little bit later in the show. But if you go get outclassed, I think you really start to see it crumble a little bit for Florida. Because every loss, especially in big games like this, every loss affects you on the recruiting trail. It's not the end-all, be-all. But Florida loses this one. They drop to 4-4, four and four, guys. They drop to 4-4. Four and four. And with Georgia having what looks like an historic year, if Florida gets outclassed, the pressure on Dan Mullen next year will be actually real pressure. You think it? You think it's it's crazy? Oh, you're coming off an SEC East championship. You beat Georgia. You played Bama really good. Well, they just fired Ed Orgeron, who won a national championship in 2019. So the same thing happened with Gene Chizik off of lesser wins, because it's about championships at Florida. It is. It really is. It's not about just winning the East at Florida. That's not good enough. That's good, but that's what they expect. And this Georgia train is not slowing down. It's not slowing down at all. It's actually increasing. Look at the way that they're recruiting. So if you're Florida, I'm not saying you got to come out here and win or this is a must win because it's not a must win. This is a must look competent. This is a must look like we're not falling that far behind. This is, this is a there is still hope. And don't think Kirby doesn't know that. Don't think that Todd Munkin doesn't know that. Don't think that Dan Mullen doesn't know that. Florida is going to they'll get up to play this game. They are going to bring out every trick in the book. Every trick in the book. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a fake punt. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a reverse on a kickoff return. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Florida go for it a hell of a lot more than what you'd think they would, especially early. Maybe in places where you wouldn't expect it. But if you're Florida, you can't come out and lay another egg. And I don't think that same Florida team is going to show up to play at LSU. They better hope to God it doesn't. Or you think you think LSU ran for a lot of yards? I mean, you'll get run through like a fat kid at a pumpkin pie eating contest. So this isn't a must win, but it's a must look competent. It's a must look close. It's a must look like we're not falling off a cliff. Because if it does... It could go downhill really quickly. And you think there's pressure this year? All of a sudden, that pressure doesn't shift to the coordinators. That pressure isn't on the D.C. That pressure shifts to the head man. So this is, this is a huge look competent for Florida. And that's something I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about. And I don't think this is going to be some big crazy blowout, especially early. But if it starts going downhill, and I'm going to tell you this much too, starting Anthony Richardson is great, and I think that's the right move, but he is going, I'm telling you right now, you start him, you've got to attempt to throw it a little bit, especially vertically. You can go ahead and sign him up for two interceptions. You can go ahead and sign him up for two. You can go ahead, and he needs to make all the mistakes that, that he can make and get him on tape for this year. So going into next year, that gives you a little bit of hope and momentum too. Well, hey, guys, last year, you know, we had lost Trask. Emory Jones didn't work out. Anthony Richardson's the future, the future, the future. But you got to come out and pay the piper this weekend. 
That doesn't mean dominating or winning the game. It means making it look like your program isn't going down or isn't going down while Georgia's is going up to the highest floor to meet with the CEO, the architect from the Matrix. Kirby's just walking in the room with the old guy with the beard looking at a thousand TVs. I'm just telling you, this this is a this is a sneaky weekend for Florida, not from a win to loss standpoint. Because you're, you're starting to feel it slip a little bit in Gainesville. You're starting to feel it slip. And you got to catch yourself before you fall off. And I think that's what this weekend is for Florida. Blaine, let's get to the Booster Club. Yeah, i got a question here. Franklin leaves Penn State and Florida keeps underachieving. Does Penn State make a run at Mullen? He's from Pennsylvania. Uh, look, I, I don't – here's my thing with Dan. I think Dan and Florida is actually a really good fit. It's shown to be a really good fit. I went over this the other day. I mean, what, 10-2? and two? Uh, You know, uh, it's not like they've lost or, or it's been bad. This year is, has been a bad year. It has. But I don't think it's bad enough to where you'll see Dan Mullen try and bolt for the first decent college job. I think Dan Mullen likes coaching in the SEC because he has a big ego, too. I don't think he wants to seen as, as cutting tail and running from the SEC when they had one bad year. Oh, you couldn't fix it when it was, oh, you, you, you weren't good without a Kyle Trask or a Kyle Pitts or a Kadarius Toney. Why are you running? So while in the college football universe we know crazy stuff can happen, it happens all the time, I would be shocked if Dan Mullen's next move, unless it just totally went downhill and he got fired from Florida. If Dan Mullen doesn't get fired from Florida, I think his next job is in the NFL. And I've continued to say that, and I will continue to say that. All right, I got a question here from Eric. Who is the most hated team in college football? It's typically the team that does the best. It's Alabama. The team that's on top, who's the most hated slash loved player in the NFL? It's Tom Brady. You, you, and, and, you know, depending on the type of hate, I guess, but it's a compliment. It's a compliment. If your team is the most hated, you've probably had the most success. What do they say in life? If you got haters, you're probably doing something right. I think that's the way you have to look at it. Right now it's Alabama. Now it'll change. It'll change with, with, with who's dominating the most. In aggregate, if you look at in aggregate across the country, if you asked from West Coast to East Coast, from the Canadian border to the Mexican border, who's the most hated team in aggregate? Alabama would be. Sure. All right. What else? Uh, I got a question here from Magic, and he says, hashtag ask Jable, is Jordan Davis as good or better than Ndamukong Sue was at Nebraska? And if not, is Davis as good or better than Derrick Brown was at Auburn? Man, that's a great question. Uh, let me start with Sue. I will continue to say that I thought Dominican Sue was the most dominant defensive lineman that I've seen in college, and that includes Aaron Donald. I think if you look at the numbers – and what Sue would see, they could move Sue inside and outside too. Not that Jordan Davis couldn't play outside, but Indomitian was super dominant with, and we have to remember this, and this is not taking anything away from Jordan Davis. I've talked about Jordan Davis needs to be in the Heisman discussion. Jordan Davis has NFL guys right next to him and behind him. All right, it's not like you can say, all right, well, uh, we, we can, we can, uh, we'll double team Jordan Davis every time because I'm not worried about the, the, Shea, or the three tech. I'm not worried about the strong side end. I'm not worried about the weak side end. No. It's like having to go against Alabama's receivers last year as a DB. Who are you going to double when they're healthy? Who are you going to double? Are you going to double Waddle, leave Smith out there? Mechie? It's picking your poison. Sue, while they weren't bad on the, the Nebraska defensive line, they had good players, did not have the type of players around him uh, that Jordan Davis does, which makes it a whole heck of a – not easier, but it gives you 
less problems to have to deal with. Because again, anytime, whether you're having to manufacture pressure, having to rob Peter to pay Paul, eventually it catches you. But where Georgia is so dominant, and this is what separates this Georgia defense in general, is that across the board, dogs, no pun intended, (laughs) dogs. Now, when you're looking at Derek Brown, Derek Brown did have Marlon Davidson. You know, Big Cat Bryant wasn't that good of a player, Cat Bryant. Um, You only get called big if you make big-time plays. I think Derek Brown, to me, wasn't as versatile as Jordan Davis is. And what do you mean by that? Derek Brown was huge and had good change of direction. Jordan Davis is massive and has great change of direction. Derek Brown is unbelievable going forward. Unbelievable. As elite as you can get going forward. Really good lottery. There's a reason he went so early. But Jordan Davis is that effective going forward, but where he rips your guts out is going side to side. The fact that he can two-gap, be on one side, okay, be on one side, realize they're running away or it's cut away from him, be able to flip his hips while using his hands to trigger the offensive lineman and work to the other side and run a guy down, that's a different level of stuff. Derek Brown was unbelievable, and he should have got drafted, and he's doing a great job in the NFL. Jordan Davis is generational. Derek Brown's right underneath it, but Jordan Davis, to me, is, is generational. Yeah, I got a question here from Jordan Williams. With Auburn, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M all playing each other within the next few weekends, which team goes 2-0, and 0-2, and 1-1 that stretch? Love the show in War Eagle. Appreciate it, Jordan. Uh, all right. So we're saying uh, since the three teams, Auburn, A&M, and, and Ole Miss play Miss, each other, yeah. who's going 3-0, and who's going 2-0, and 0 2-0, 0-2, 1-1. They're all going 1-1. Good luck. If I had to put my money on it right now, if I had to put my money on where does Ole Miss play A&M? Ole Miss plays A&M at home. Mm. Yeah, believe it at home. I would say I right now I feel the best about it. Look, you look at Ole Miss's injury situation. I've got to see A&M recreate what they did against Alabama against a team that's worth their salt. Missouri, not very good. South Carolina, not very good. But A&M is playing with confidence, and A&M has the ability to beat anybody. That's the thing that scares you about A&M. They're athletically good enough to beat anybody. But right now, I would say give me Auburn 2-0, give me A&M 1-1, and give me Ole Miss 0-2 because Ole Miss is so beat up. They're so beat up. It's a great question, though. I want to speaking of Texas A&M. Let's get Jalen Watermeyer in here. This is one of the favorite, my favorite interviews we did because he talks about talking to the young guys while they were down after the Arkansas loss and then after the Mississippi State loss when they were as down as low as they possibly were. This is great stuff. Let's get Jalen in here. All right, as usual, we are joined by Texas A&M tight end. You can call him a wide receiver. He does a little bit of everything. Not afraid to go stick his face in it and block. Uh, Mr. Jalen Watermeyer. Jalen, what's up, man? What's up? I'm doing good, Jake. How about you? Man, I'm doing good. It's always good when I get to talk to you, my friend. And, uh, you know, going into this bye week, and, and Jalen, me and you, you know, it's it's been fun watching you guys throughout this season because it's been up and down and now it's been smoothed out. And, and as a leader on the team, you were addressing, while it wasn't going great, what needed to happen to get it turned around. And it seems like you guys have, you know, found the mix, I guess, as they say. Uh, have you guys kind of hit your groove and, and hit your rhythm and just have to keep doing it at practice every day? Is that where we're at right now? Yeah, I could definitely say after the Alabama win that um, we get we definitely gained more confidence, especially our freshmen. Because we, mm-hmm. we rely on a lot of them this year, and uh, we, we rely on a lot of players on offense that um, doesn't have any experience. So I feel like after the Alabama win, we, we said, hey, we could really um, win out. That was mm-hmm. just the number one team in the country, and we just beat them. If we play like that every week and we practice like that every week, 
then uh, we can win out. So we um, that definitely gave us confidence and, and changed our mindset. Yeah, and I think people sometimes, you know, overlook where the young guys are and how much y'all really had to replace off of last year. It was way more than just Kellen. Was that your message to the freshmen when it wasn't going great? It's like, hey, guys, we got to zone in even more because we can turn this around. Was I know you guys were talking to the young guys. Yeah, um, we just didn't let them get their head down, especially after um, when, we, when we barely uh, beat Colorado and then we turn around and lose to Arkansas. Like, uh, a lot of the young guys got their heads down, and, and we were just like, hey, that's, that's one loss. It's a long season. Then we lose to um, then we lose to Mississippi State at home, and that was that was um, that was really sad for like a lot of our players and stuff, and they were really upset. And uh, we was like, hey, it's a long season. We have a lot of things to grow on, but we we know the um, we know the trajectory of our team that our teams only go up, can go up from here. So yeah. if we lock in and practice and, and focus on all the little things, then we can uh, we can be a great team. You know, your game's really elevated too, Jalen. I mean, it, you know, it's it's you know, not saying you weren't playing well, but it seems you stepped up uh, even to another level. I mean, not only against Alabama, but continually as we as we go. Is that because you and Zach are a little bit more in sync? Y'all have gotten more game reps? Because, look, practice reps are great. We all know how important practice is. I'm not Allen Iverson in this thing. I'm not saying practice isn't important. But those game reps, that's really where you get that chemistry. Yeah, I mean, in practice, uh, we have a scout team that gives us looks, and we go get the defense as well. But when you have um, three hundred pounders running at you every every play <laughs> in a real game, it's it's a little different, it's a little hectic, especially when there's a hundred thousand fans in the Kyle Field looking at your every move. After after preparing the practice and um, getting some games under his belt, I definitely feel like he um, improved. Yeah, and, you know, Jalen, going into this bye week, I mean, you being an older guy, you know how important it is, you know, everybody getting treatment, doing this, that, and the other, because uh, y'all got a big one against Auburn at home coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, just talk a little bit about the preparation this week. Obviously not what you guys are doing or what you're running, but just kind of how you guys are approaching the bye week and maybe getting a little time to watch some games Saturday. Well, yeah, um, Saturday we definitely uh, – we, we want to have practice Saturday, so we definitely uh, going to be able to watch some games and – and see and see what the other teams do that we have to play, but um, what this week's looking like is more of just a uh, it's not it's an off week, but it's it's still a preparation week, you know. Yeah. We still want to um, go over Auburn stuff. The more preparation, the better. Uh, we still want to work out little things that we can. We don't want to uh, sit down for a whole week and then um, get mentally like you know disabled mm-hmm. and then come back and um, not be ready. So. Um, um, Keeping our mm-hmm. mental right, and we're um, focusing up in practice, and and we're also getting our bodies right as well. That's yeah. what I'm staying like right yeah. now. Stay, staying in the groove. And my last question for you, Jalen, ask this to Jamari Sawyer, George offensive lineman, during the bye week. Are the guys coming over to your crib to watch the game Saturday? Are you going over to the boys' crib? Like, what's what's going down Saturday? Are y'all gonna get together and cook a little something? Oh yeah, we definitely like. Um, I'm still I'm still close friends with um, some of the players that um, stopped playing here. And mm-hmm. um, we go to we go to their house all the time, and uh, they some of them still live out here. We go to mostly linemen, honestly, and yeah. we go to their house all the time. And they cook, they barbecue, and all that, and and uh, we just hang out and watch and watch football. Do you cook a little bit? Will you will you get on the grill, or do you let the linemen handle it? They tend to they oh, tend to know what to do I with food. The, I let the linemen handle that. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> hey, well, Jalen, you know a lot about playing football and especially tight end, my friend. I appreciate it as usual. Enjoy the bye week. Big one coming up next week, and I'm sure we'll chat about it then. Awesome. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you. All right, Jalen. See you, buddy. Appreciate it.
All right, Jalen Watermeyer there, kind of giving you a little insight into the bye week, what they told the younger guys in the locker room, because it's always interesting to see how the leadership uh, affects the younger guys. Coming off a good year, a big year for AM when they kind of, you know, turn it around and now they're in the spotlight and it starts going bad, how do you react? And you can see the leadership at AM, whether it's Spiller, whether it's A-Chain, whether it's Jalen Watermeyer, uh, these older guys really kind of, you know, took it upon themselves and then guys on the defense as well. Uh, so great stuff. But I want to get into, Blaine, and, and get the Booster Club hot. Uh, I'm going to get to them in a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I want to get to these keys to victory. All right. And and we're looking at three main games. Auburn Ole Miss, Michigan, Michigan State, Georgia, Florida. Here's Auburn. And we've talked about this all week, and I'm going to continue to talk about it. you got to take away the run. you got to take away the run. Ole Miss, Braylon Sanders, how healthy is he is if he can play? We know Drummond's a go-to. There's no Kenny Eboa. There's no Elijah Moore. There's no Jonathan Mingo. You've got three offensive linemen that are beat up. Two we pretty much know that aren't playing. A starting tight end that's not going to play is probably out for the rest of the year. And Matt Corral's got a bum ankle. So if you're Auburn, the game plan to me defensively is simple. Take away the run because that's Ole Miss's lifeblood, and that's what they have to lean on right now. That's really it's like it's like when Jonah Hill was out on the dance floor in Superbad doing the dice move. It's all he's got right now. And Matt Corral is a witch of the highest order, but he can't throw it to himself. And he's not gonna be able to run it 30 times like he did against Tennessee on this Auburn defense. Papo's coming back. You got two absolute killers in the middle with him and Zacoby McClain. So if you're Auburn, taking away the run. And funneling everything to Drummond. I would put Roger McCreary on Drummond. If he runs vertical, take him. I I would literally, it would be cat coverage of Roger McCreary and Drummond. I'm going to take this cat. We're going to put our best on your only option really out there or or make other guys have to step up to beat you out wide. Because you can throw guys open, throw guys open. It's hard to throw somebody open that's not even close to open. And if Auburn takes away the run, I think you see Matt Corral force some balls. I think you see maybe that game where you get two or three interceptions. And I've got a theory on how this game's going to go. I'm going to talk about it at the end. So if you're Auburn, it's pretty simple. And I'm not trying to oversimplify it. You take away the run, you'll have a hell of a lot of fun in Jordan-Hare on on, uh, Saturday night, I promise you. Ole Miss, the offensive line has to hold up. All right, this goes to the same thing, really marrying what I said, you know, on the side for Auburn. You're beat up. Ben Brown's out. We know Warren's been beat up. You know, you've gone through a gauntlet of a schedule without a bye week. If the offensive line holds up and you're able to run the ball, you'll have a chance to win this game because you have a chance to be, what's that, what's that word we always talk about here? What's that? Balance. That's that word. Now I remember. Now all of a sudden Auburn has to really start respecting the run even more which gives you some matchup availability on the outside. If there was a second key, I'd say you have to have guys step up outside that don't typically step up. The, the throwing game to the running backs, whether it's modified runs, whether it's design routes, uh, intermediate to the backs, you know, working the wheel. Lane is going to have to pull out all the stops in this game. But if the offensive line doesn't hold up in pass pro and Matt Corral's having to run around on that bum ankle, which is what it is, I, I think Auburn may run away with this one. But if the offensive line holds up and you're able to run that, I'm not talking about running, uh, you know, for 800 yards, you know, like they did a couple weeks ago. That's not what I'm saying. It, it just has to be good enough where you honor it, where Auburn has to honor it, where you can go to the well. Auburn has to respect it. And you can take your shots outside. Don't be shocked if you don't see a tw- uh, if you see a ton of quick game from Ole Miss. Don't be shocked. Let me say it again. If you see a ton of quick game from Ole Miss, it's what has to happen. 
Michigan, get explosive passes. You're going to hear, and you've heard all week, Blake Corum, Hassan Hankins, unbelievable running backs. Michigan has got to be able to take advantage of Michigan State down the field because Mel Tucker, and I know Michigan State hasn't been unbelievable against the run, but in this rivalry game, they're going to be playing hot in that front seven. I'm, I'm telling you. They're going to be playing hot. If you're Michigan, to me, play action shots on first down. McNamara is going to have to do something. Big question is how much are they going to play J.J. McCarthy? Are they going to bring him in for some wild card stuff? Are they going to bring him in to, to, to you know change a little bit of the flow of how the offense is going? It's kind of a dangerous game to play if McNamara is hot. But if you're McNamara, this is a game where you're, you're not going to be able to just turn around and hand it off to victory. I'm just telling you right now. And I love how good Hankins is. And I love how good Corum is. And I love the identity of that team. But McNamara is going to have to hit some shots down the field in this game. If nothing else, and I'm not saying you have to hit at a high rate, but you've got to get Michigan State out of that box a little bit. Because those safeties are going to be walking down, buddy. Best believe that. And if you're coming out and living in 12 personnel... You gotta take shots on the outside off play action. Uh, First down's the best time yeah, to do it. Yeah, another thing that's gonna make this game interesting. I got heard earlier today, 15 miles per hour winning. I believe it's gonna be a little wet. R- yeah, I think it's like a 40, 50 percent chance of rain. That's just that's what this you. game needs. Yeah. You're you know? exactly yeah. right. Now, listen, I can't imagine this game any other way. Hey, Josh Gaddis isn't gonna be afraid to call those play actions on first and ten. It's who's gonna go up and make the play to get them. Yep. Yep. That's the thing. Yep, and somebody's yeah. got to do it because the minute you start doing that. Watch as that yep. run game starts to open up as the game goes on. Now, all of a sudden, yep. you're not hitting those two- or three-yard runs. You're like, hey, we're getting five. We're yep. getting seven. Holy hell, we just hit one for 13-15, and now Michigan State starts scrambling. you got to make them start playing and even. J.J. McCarthy will play. Oh, he was going to get snapped. Here's, here's where I get weird about it. If you're going to play him, don't just bring him in in the red zone. Uh-huh. Don't let the kid drive the offense all the way down the field, then change the quarterback and the cadence verbally how it's coming yeah. out, even though the cadence may not change, but the way they say it changes. That's when you get the false starts. That when, that's when you get the bad snap when he's not looking. That's when you see a kid trying to come in and mm-hmm. do too much with a shrunken field. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I, I would mix him in on you know a, maybe a third and short or, or yeah. stuff like that. I'm not as worried that they'll only bring him in in the red zone. I'm yeah. a little bit more worried that they'll only bring him in to run. I've seen that a couple times yeah. this game. If you're going to bring him in, hey, let him win off a of play action because they're expecting run from That's him. exactly Let right. him throw the ball down Maybe the, the best field, time to do it. You know, Maybe because I, I know they're going to treat it like a glorified wildcat. That's how they're going to sure. treat it. And Why the, would you not? And there's no need because the kid's a freak at throwing the football. Yeah, I know. You know? He's just got to you know, prove it that he can do it consistently against top competition. Michigan State, don't get the runs. What does that mean? You can't let Michigan crap all over the front seven of your defense. I know it sounds like we're talking about mirrored things, but these are keys to victory. Make McNamara beat you. Make him beat you. I guarantee you, Mel Tucker, when they're talking the defensive staff, they're going to make Michigan beat him through the air. You're going to see Michigan State stack the box like, like, a, like a damn KFC now. I'm just telling you. There's going to be guys... If I'm Michigan State, I'm fine with single coverage out wide. You're going to have to prove it to me. But you cannot let Michigan get five, six consistently on first down. You got to stay out of second four. When I watch Michigan, Gaddis starts pulling out the wand on second four and second three. That's when you start seeing the moving of the pocket. That's when you start to see them a little bit more comfortable with McNamara knowing, hey, we could sit here and line it up. They know we're going to run it, and we can get to third and two and try and bash our head against the wall again. Or we can just run a little boot, hit the tight end in the flat. We can bring the speed sweep motion, fake the run, work one way, go back the other. So to me, if you're Michigan State, you have got to make McNamara and Michigan beat you through the air. You've got to. This is going to come down 
to the Michigan offensive line versus the Michigan State front seven. That's what it's going to come down to because that's what's going to dictate the game. Because I think Michigan State can score on this Michigan defense. I think they can. But the Michigan State front seven trying to contain the run of Michigan, to me, is the key. It's the key. That's the engine for Michigan. You make them dribble with their left. Georgia. Don't get back in lazy. To me, I don't think you can go in this game, and I don't and knowing Kirby and, and I mean Dan Lanning's unbelievable. You can't go into this game saying, all right, well, Ford is just gonna run Q power the whole game. We've just got to stop the quarterback run game. Dan's gonna throw this ball vertical. I'm just t- I'm telling you. I'm can feel it. You're gonna see more wheel routes than a good year convention. You're gonna see guys taking shots vertical all the time because nobody and Colin Wilson, I'll let him talk about this a little bit coming up too as well. Nobody has really challenged Georgia vertically, and when Auburn did it, it didn't look terrible. But the problem is, if you're going to do that and challenge somebody vertically, here's where it gets iffy. The pass rush for Georgia is hell. The offensive line for Florida has been pretty good in the run game. I don't trust them pass protecting right now against those guys. I don't trust anybody pass protecting against them. And so you say, okay, Dan Mullen, how do we combat that? How do we slow down the rush? Well, we max pro. Okay. Well, we talk about robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? What is max pro? We keep the running back in to protect. We keep a tight end in to protect. And that's great. But what does that do? It takes two guys out of the route. It takes two out of the route. You've got five offensive linemen. You've got, two, you've got an end and a back staying in the block, and you've got a quarterback. You don't have to be Matt Damon from Goodwill Hunting to know that leaves you with three guys. That leaves you with three. So now Georgia has extra guys roaming in the back. And if you're playing a guy like Anthony Richardson, who's not afraid to take a chance, or Emory Jones, who I still don't think knows what he's looking at from a coverage standpoint, that is a recipe for disaster. So you're going to have to hit vertical shots without going max pro. That's where this gets weird. That's where this game, to me, you will see if Florida's able to sustain drives or scare Georgia, Georgia's defense at least a little bit. That's going to be the kind of nitty-gritty of where it is. But Georgia cannot get back in lazy. And if you're Florida, it's very simple. Start the better quarterback. You want to watch Emory Jones throw it to Georgia three times? You want to watch him? Because that's what he, he, he throws it a lot. That's what's going to happen. I promise. At least Anthony Richardson can turn a bad play into an okay play or maybe even a good play and can turn a good play into a phenomenal play. He does things athletically on the move, rolling right, rolling left, that arm strength that does challenge Georgia down the field and side to side a little bit more. Anthony Richardson, not that Emory Jones has a bad arm, but he doesn't have what Anthony Richardson has. Anthony Richardson can throw the whole shot to the field against cover two and make it look like a slant. That's how you move the ball down the field against Georgia in the intermediate passing game. You take advantage of them in areas where only NFL arms can take advantage of them. You want to know why? Because they're an NFL defense. There's not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that don't have good arms. That's not how that works. There's nobody in the NFL up there throwing 78 from the right side. Even Taylor Heineke has a cannon. So if you're Florida, your only shot to win this game is you got to play AR-15. And you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure that out. So those are my keys to victory. There it is right there. What does the Booster Club think, Blaine? Uh, I got a couple donos. Oh. A couple donos in here. We got a $9.99 dono from the Salty Dog. Bro. It's getting salty out Does here. Florida still have the best front seven in college football? Go dogs. Does Florida have the best front seven in college football? Yeah. 
N- no. I don't think they've ever had the best front seven in college football. I think Georgia has one of the best front sevens ever in college football this year. And I think I know what he's talking about because people coming into the year were talking about how, how good Florida's front seven was going to be. <laughs> a little troll action yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> a little, little troll action there. Uh, but no, I mean, Florida never had the best front seven. Georgia's had the best front seven. I mean, we've talked about it since the summer. Appreciate the uh, the $9.99 uh, yeah. donation there as well. Uh, got another dono. $5.69 donation from Eric. Appreciate Eric. it. Eric! Quack, quack. Where's Coach Bombay? No question, but I do have a question from Man List. And he says, right. J-Boy, given what we know about the star system in recruiting, okay. do you see a way to make recruiting rankings for individual players more accurate? Look, it's always going to be an inexact science, okay? You have – and you got to think about it. The guys that do these rankings, that, that do it, they're ranking a ton of players, when you look at coaches the way they do it, yes, you're, you have a huge database, but it's pretty specific, especially the higher you go, who you're looking at. And we all know that coaches are the best evaluators. And I will say, I think the recruiting rankings guys have been pretty consistent on the five stars, but to me, it's not hard to tell who a five star is, where the nitty gritty gets in that four and that three. But to make it more, I think when you're looking at the metrics sometimes for these guys, we don't factor in enough really like football IQ stuff. A lot of it is you're big and you're strong and you're fast and you can lift a lot of weights or you can put on 20 pounds and be good or you can lose 20 pounds and and speed up and do all this. Coaches look more, coaches look more at football IQ type stuff because again, what are you seeing when you click on these recruiting places? And it's not their fault. You see highlight films. Let me give you a hint. In the coaching world, highlight films get you fired. There's a lot of bad players that had good highlight films. You got to watch the game tape, the game film. How are you playing when the ball's not coming your way, four-star receiver? Are you willing to go block? How high is your football IQ? Are you blocking guys behind the play? So when when you're looking at the minutia at the higher level of these recruiting rankings, I don't think we take in true football, just like in school. I don't think they teach you enough real life stuff. Like, I'll be honest, and again, there's jobs, engineering, where I I guess you use all the mathematical equations, but I haven't used one thing I learned in geometry with proofs. I know how to walk through that door at an angle where I don't bash my head in. But sometimes I think we just look too much at the physical stuff, and we know physics is real, physicality is real, but at the end of the day, when I'm looking at it, I need a blend of coachability, I need a blend of football IQ, and it's great that you're 6'4", 220, and run 4'5", but there's a lot of Bo Jacksons walking around the street right now athletically because it takes more than that. You don't just go into Alabama because you're a good athlete. That's not how that works. So I think that's one adjustment. And again, when you have so many different guys, some guys should not be ranking players. Some guys should. Some guys do a really good job at it. But it's an inexact science. And you are dealing with rating human beings. We watch guys get drafted number one overall by some of the smartest minds in the world in football and not work out. They took Jamarcus number one. Great example, guy we've had on the show, Ryan Leaf. Unbelievable talent. Yep. Didn't have the stuff. 
off the field to be able to do it. It's a it's a, a culmination of things. Yeah. A culmination of things. I like that. Speaking of culmination, we got some great games coming up this weekend. Colin Wilson from the Action Network is going to join us live, and we have bets on the way. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, too. Uh, great stuff on the volume. Hit the like and turn on notifications. We're out here grinding every weekday from 3 to 4 Eastern uh, on the volume YouTube channel. That's 2 to 3 Central, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. All right, hello everybody. Excited to welcome back. We've had him on multiple Fridays. Took a few Fridays off. Had a bye week. Was able to recoup. You know, get get back to a hundred percent. Nah, he's he's been having a great year. From the Action Network, senior writer, Mr. Colin Wilson, who's always repping the Hogs in in the most stylish and up to date ASAP Rocky style uh, wardrobe. And you can see the pig's hat on right now. Colin, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, bye week. I don't get a bye week from gambling. Uh, Arkansas. <laughs> there you go. Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas was getting annihilated on the field. They, I mean, they survived UAPB. Now they're getting their off week. But a lot of teams in the SEC are dying to have a bye week right now. Some mm-hmm. of them are running out of gas. Ole Miss comes to mind, right? Yeah, well, that's that's a great segue into the first game I want to talk about. And, and this Auburn Ole Miss game, we've talked about injuries all week. I had Neil McGrady on talking about the offensive linemen to, that, that are down for Ole Miss. Braylon Sanders, even if he can go, how much, you know, outside of a decoy is he actually going to be? And then you look at the run game for Ole Miss, which what drives the engine. I mean, at the end of the day, it is. When you look at this game, Auburn coming off a of bye week, probably getting Owen Papo back at middle linebacker to help out Zacoby McClain against a team that has to run. Colin, I like the way the Stars line up for Auburn this weekend? Big time. I mean, coming off a of bye week, catching a Ole Miss team that's had a ridiculous October, like the schedule that Ole Miss has had to go through. Oh, it's we, brutal. You know, one with mm. Arkansas, Alabama. We got uh, golf balls flying on lane in Tennessee. <laughs> uh, but when you get past that, like, you have to ask if Matt Corral is 100%, is he going to take shots against Roger McCreary? I, I wouldn't, like, want to do that like, or smoke no. Monday. Like, that secondary is really tough. So, it's probably going to be more of a Jerry and Ely, a, a Stu Connor. It's probably going to be a ground attack for Ole Miss, but this is Auburn all the way. I think Bo Nix and the running game of Auburn can get back on track. I know Harson's been real cognizant of wanting to get back to a balanced attack. He ends up passing way more than he's mm-hmm. been running the last couple games, and so we'll probably see Tank and uh, Jerkwes Hunter get a lot more carries this game. I, Colin, I think you're spot on. Uh, and, and look, Ole Miss and, and the defense has improved since last year, but they were as bad last year as you can be, so there had to be some improvement. I love the Chance Campbell addition. I mean, the guy plays about as well as he can play, but still against the run and something that Auburn has to have to, to give them some spots, and I want to go a little bit deeper into it uh, after this question, but I, I'm looking at Auburn running the ball like you're talking about, and I feel like they can control line of scrimmage. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a big problem that – Chris Partridge and DJ Durkin have had as co-defensive coordinators for Ole Miss. They've been trying. Like, the Ole Miss defense, especially from a rushing perspective, has just been fell off a cliff years ago. They've been out in the bottom 10 in FBS and rushing success rate. And now that's where they are again. Like, they, they started off the season with a good game plan, and they, did, they executed against Louisville. And we thought that maybe this is a team that could finish within the top 100 when it came to defending the rush. Now they're back down to being bottom 10 in the, in, in the, in the nation. And so Auburn's going to take advantage of that all day. Yeah, I think so. And uh, so you're taking Auburn two and a half. He thinks a good play. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I agree with you. Uh, another big one, and and I'm always cognizant, uh, Colin, and and I'm just trying to use the few words I know with more than three syllables in them right now. I'm very cognizant of this Michigan Michigan State 
game because, you know, you look at it, you say, man, 50 and a half. You look at Michigan's ability to run the ball with Corum and then Hankins, you know, McCarthy kind of being a wild card guy that comes in there. Then you look at Michigan State, a lot more explosive than people think on offense, even though Kenneth Walker is the focal point. But when brothers fight, especially if they're like the same age, like I'm looking at this one, it's like you've got twins in the house, like twin 15-year-old boys that are identical. And I just feel like this one is just going to be an ugly, nasty, the parents aren't home, so I'm going to really try and beat you up while while they're gone situation, which to me, I just don't want to touch it. Uh, well, I, I'm actually betting it. I'm betting Michigan State on this one. And, and you're right. Mm-hmm. These are brothers that hate each other because Michigan, didn't they go arm in arm and, like, rush the field and run some Sparty players over a couple of years ago? Like, yep. This is bad blood. So if either of these two can put it on top of each other, they're going to do it. And I think, you know, I wrote a full preview up over at Action Network so you can get – everybody can do a deep dive on it. But listen, they these two teams have three common opponents. That's really rare. Like, this far yeah. in the season, three common opponents. So if you look at Rutgers – Nebraska and Northwestern. What really sticks out is that Michigan State is an explosive offense and they're really good at containing explosive plays on the defensive side. Michigan has not proven to be explosive whatsoever. Uh, You know, the ground game is is good, it moves the chains, but Mm -hmm. Kate McNamara has been asked to do anything. He has been asked to throw past the line of scrimmage, and the defense was kind of rang up by Rutgers from an explosive drive perspective. So I'm in on Michigan State on this game. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Stetson Bennett and Cade McNamara are in a race to see who can throw the fewest passes. Uh, it's funny, they always say yesterday, Cone on the show was like, or, or somebody was like, you know, Stetson Bennett may be, become a national championship quarterback with the least attempted passes in a season. I say, you're looking at that all wrong. He can become the quarterback with the most attempted handoffs in a national championship season. So it's all the way you look at the number. You can manipulate the number how you want. Uh, but speaking about manipulating numbers, the over when it came out for Georgia, Florida, I loved it 48 and a half. Uh, you know, I look at Dan Mullen, I know he's a witch offensively, but what scares me about Florida, and we've talked about it all year and it's been their downfall, and they've hit some passes down the field, but to me, with Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson right now, they're pretty one dimensional. Now, I think AR is the guy. I think the over is going to hit. 14 and a half is just a scary number for me. I'm almost looking at, I want to see the Georgia TTP before I make any decisions on this. Yeah, I'm glad that you got it at 48 and a half because I didn't have a revelation until like Tuesday night. I was like, this thing's going over. This thing is yeah. definitely going like it, it took me, I didn't get it till 50. So it was good by, good by anybody to get it before a key number of 51, which I think is where we're sitting on right now. Yep. Yep. And, and I think what's important to know is that from a schematic, like from a coaching perspective, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, they really kind of run the same offense, maybe plus or minus a couple of different wrinkles that are in there. Mm-hmm. It's just that Anthony Richardson is bigger, unproven, uh, but he can sling it down the field. And I think that's one thing where Georgia's just out footballing people with the talent that they have, and nobody's challenged them downfield whatsoever. No, Auburn is the only team that had any kind of vertical passing attack, and Bo yeah. Nix had six passes over 20 yards. Why won't Dan Mullen be trying to attack? And this? a lot of drops, Colin, and a lot of drops in that game. Yeah. So Florida's going deep on them. I mean, Florida's hitting that secondary. It's the only way they can win. They can't just line up against Jordan Davis and run it right at Jordan. I mean, it's not going to work. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think the over is, is the number to play here. Do you like it? I know 51, 34, 17, we get, in, we get into that realm a little bit there. So you think anything above 51, kind of leave it alone? Or, or how are you kind of playing it? What would be your advice right now where we stand? If you're $100 better and you're sitting on 51 and a half, if, if $100 is like your usual unit, I'd play it over, yep. 50, over 51. And then 55 is your next piece. So if you're playing it live, you'd want to go like under 55, under 59 and a half. Like the, okay. knowing those terms are, are really important and for your bet size. Nice. Colin, I appreciate that, buddy. It's always great talking to you. But Colin Wilson from the Action Network, senior writer there. Are there some that you look out in, in the space? And, and I'm going to give my Friday parlays here when, when, when we get off. But there's a couple I, I, and, a, and a couple early Saturday bets. Why would I not take – and I, I want you to throw in what, what you would take. This doesn't have to be you know, you know, your take or your game to talk about. But the Wisconsin TTP over 19.5 to me right. is just screaming. And the Peter Parker slash Toby Maguire spotty senses are just going nuts. Like I may start swinging from buildings. I, with Riley Moss out, when I look at Iowa, not that Graham Mertz is a great thrower of the ball. I mean, they made Army's defense look like the steel curtain and Wake Forest threw through him like Swiss cheese. But I think Wisconsin's found a ground game. And Iowa, to me, for four quarters with what they have up front, I think Wisconsin's going to be able to run the ball. They have a massive size advantage up front, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, we said I said this preseason. Iowa's defensive line, for the first time ever, they all weigh below 285 pounds. It's like little so skinny crazy to think guys about. up there. And yeah. So it's kind of a rebuild for the Iowa defensive line. But you're right. Once Wisconsin recognizes that Ches Malusi uh, and, and that Jalen, uh, I forget his last name, but they are running the ball extremely well. They only yeah. passed three times in the second half against Purdue. So if they have the advantage, <laughs> run, they're just going to run it down your throat. Yeah, and again, you know, you go back and you think Wisconsin ball, and, and that's what it is. Iowa, to me, Petrus, I just don't believe in it. The passing game is really non-existent, at least one of the things, especially intermediate to down the field. It, it really doesn't scare you. Even though uh, Goodson, I think Goodson's an NFL player. I really do think he is. Yeah. He's just not on a great offense. But is there a couple games, Colin, maybe that stand out to you all the way from NAIA to, I don't know, the UHL, <laughs> whatever you're seeing? Well, uh, I think Georgia State's going to have problems with the Georgia Southern uh, uh triple option uh there's some inside numbers there that kind of lead on to that mm. Houston upset smu depending on who you think should be the favorite who's next up to face cincinnati uh houston's got a big leg up there and i think the blowout of the night is going to be ucla uh, against utah i'm sorry utah against ucla hosting ucla mm. i think ucla is done I, they don't have much left to play for heartbreaker uh, being a 14-0 let oregon come back that was chip kelly's big game now you're going to rice Eccles. Uh, big spread where Utah is playing for the division. They're playing for their lives right now. So yeah. A couple of them out there that I like. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, uh, Colin, I appreciate it. You know, one one more that I, that I, that I look out there and it's kind of very, very interesting to me when I look at kind of the broad perspective of it. Missouri at Vanderbilt. Missouri minus 15 and a half, but I got one better. Two lanes plus 26 and a half at home against Cincinnati. Quarterback's got to be out. And I think the backups beat up too, Colin. That, what do you think? Yeah, yeah Pratt. I, I think Pratt is out. And then if the backup is out, then, you know, Cincinnati is hearing all the chatter about what you guys do against Navy. How, how come you only, you know, one by seven? And, and uh, you know, so if they're hearing all that chatter and, and that defense is going to step up. But, uh, you know, Cincinnati needs a statement game before the rankings come out next Tuesday. Yeah. So that's a great point. Good. 
I love Willie Great Fritz, point. but it's not a good year for him. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Uh, they, when he was at Jordan Southern, they beat us upside down one time. We did block a punt, though. Ronnie Reed. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Shout out Ronnie Reed from Saraland. We did block a punt. But, uh, Colin, great job. Uh, uh, tell everybody about your podcast. Y'all do a great job where they can find all your stuff on the Action Network. Yeah, The Big Bets on Campus is a podcast that comes out almost, you know, I do uh, Sources with Brett McMurphy on Tuesdays. Nice. And I do the entire week nine. Every week, the full slate. Stucky and I do that. It comes out on Thursday nights. Friday mornings, and you can find all of my written content over at actionnetwork.com, and my Twitter is at underscore Colin One. All right, Colin. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. I can't wait to have you on again and, and see what type of witchcraft and wizardry you, you show on the sorting hat, Arkansas style up there. <laughs> I'll bring camo next time. <laughs> hey, I love it. I don't know if we'll be able to see it or not. It might blend in, but I love it. All right, Colin, appreciate it, man. All right, thanks, guys. 
Colin Wilson, always great from the Action Network. I do want to show you one of the coolest things about being in the Hall of Fame is sometimes you have teams that come in. Right now, you can see kind of in the distance the fan came. We, we have Benedict College and HBCU in town right now. They're playing cornhole. They just all went through the kick and the field goal, throw it into the net. So if you hear the loud reaction, yes, that is because they love the J-Boy show and or somebody actually made something in cornhole. But now it is time. It's Friday, guys. And this is how this is about to go down. I'm dropping the Friday parlay. We're 171, 3-1 last night. Been killing it all year. Somebody's having the golden weekend this weekend. Not I me. I can feel it. Thanks, Coastal. 2-0 going into it. I'm going to, you know, Coastal, I know you guys are beefing right now. I'm I know you are beefing. Blaine walking into Friday, 1-0. So I'm going to give the Friday Coastal. parlay. We're going to give Friday picks. Then we're going to give you two Saturday picks. Remember, we already given out three sharps. We're going to give our Friday picks, then two Saturday picks, then tomorrow morning. Because I want to see the TTP. <laughs> we're going to roll out three more Saturday picks. So it's Pick-A-Palooza. Pick, a Pick one, win one. And here's how it's going it's down. People. Friday parlay. Get your wallets out and open your hearts. UNLV plus 20 and a half. Playing Tulsa. UNLV hasn't won a game all year, but they've been playing it close. They've been losing and covering. They've been losing and covering. And great teams don't win, Cone. What do great teams do? They cover. They cover. So That's exactly 0 7 right. UNLV is a great team. That's best exactly right. They're the best 0-7 team in the country. I think Freelman, the backup quarterback, is going to play for UNLV, but I think they lose by 20 or less. Tulsa, uh, not a great team. They've kind of found something a little bit lately. Not a great team, but I think UNLV fighting for that first win. That means something, guys. That means something. Fighting for that first win going on the road I think they cover Navy Tulsa over 46 and a half oh you do want the over I want it over 46 and a half all right I really believe and I meant to say UNLV Nevada I think I said UNLV uh, Tulsa but I meant to say UNLV uh, in Nevada uh, with Carson Strong at quarterback still think they cover Navy Tulsa over 46 and a half I need Tulsa to score 21 points that's it or 29 that's it excuse me I need Navy to score 21 points I need Tulsa to score 31. Good. That everybody Cause wins. Because my next one in the parlay is Navy plus 11 and a half. I went back and forth on this one. Back and forth, back and forth like I was a ship on the sea. I've decided if I'm going to be a ship on the sea, then I may be in the Navy. And I'm taking Navy plus 11 and a half. It's the Friday parlay where you get paid all night and day. UNLV plus 20 and a half. The Navy Tulsa over 46 and a half. The Navy uh, uh, spread plus 11 and a half. Shout out FanDuel. Get off me, dog. What do y'all got for Friday? Yeah, I'll go. As I said yesterday in the show, I gave yeah. you my what? Great job. Great job, Good guys. Kick, man. Great, great, great job, did guys. It. Congrats. Um, I told you it was a lock. And what happened? Yeah. You locked, you it, hit. it was an Andrew it was lock. A lo- it, was, it was locked up. Coastal. And to tell you the truth, they should have played better than what they did. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah they they should have played better than yeah. what they did. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm back on the Coastal train a little bit. I was off of it. Talked to some friends, but now I'm back on. Yeah, you're All back right. on it. And this one I'm taking today. I'm 0-1 in Navy TTPs, but I believe – Folks, deep, deep, deep within, I believe deep that there. Navy will score over 16 and a half points in this game. They had a rough one, but it was a close one versus Cincinnati Scored last 20. week. Where they play good. I'm hoping some defensive witchery in a touchdown for Navy this game, but I do uh, think they score at least 17 points. I like the pick. And, and this is what I'm taking Saturday, all right? Wait, wait, we're going to get to Saturday in a second. Oh, we're just going Friday? Just right Friday. Okay. Come, just Friday. Ahead, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't look right. ahead of all, all right. of us. It feels good to be 1-0. I'm not going to talk about Coastal. You're, not right. gonna I'm not gonna get You're wearing em- Coastal Blue right no, now. I'm Turquoise. not going to get emotional about it. I'm not going to talk about it. As Vincent 
Gambini said, you win some, you lose some. That's true. Okay. hot. Still hitting 61%. If yeah. it weren't for the Sun Belt, it'd probably be 85%. Matters not. I got some winners in here, all right? Let's just, we'll stick with Friday. I want the Tulsa TTP over at 28 okay. and a half. I know Tulsa's so not an awful, points awesome in that game, team. Boys. Hey, let's bet buds. Bet we buds. We need points on that. We do. We need points, all right? And Early I think, and, and I think often. Tulsa's going to give them to like us. Like Kenny Lofton. What do you think? You like it? I like it. I like it. I know you do because you love overs. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, look, this look, game's over season. Yeah, look. If you like unders, get away from me. Yeah. As I, like I, get, as I give you my next two bets, I like two getting bets, my I picks right. Myself. All right, all right, how let's about get this? To Saturday. Give us Saturday, Jake. Here's what I got. These are two just flavor savers for you. I'm going to take them. I'm going to drop three more Saturday bets. Plus, we got the Sharps. I believe I had Wake 16 and a half. I had Middle Tennessee 13 and a half. And I had San Jose State minus two and a half at home okay. against the Cowboys of Wyoming. Okay. But I'm going for tomorrow. Give me Wisconsin TTP over 19 and a half. Ooh. Colin Wilson said it. Iowa doesn't have a defensive lineman over 285 pounds. Wisconsin doesn't have an offensive lineman under 825 pounds. I love the matchup. <laughs> right. Riley Moss is out for Iowa. Graham Mertz has struggled throwing the ball, but I think they find a little bit of success through the air. I think Wisconsin scores 27 points, blows this TTP out of the water. Then Marshall FIU, first half under 34 and a half. It's a lot of points. I'm going to be That's honest so with y'all because I always am. There's a lot of first half unders I like this week. Maybe South Alabama, Arkansas State. I don't know. Maybe Charlotte, Western Kentucky at 37 and a half for the first half under. You have to wait till tomorrow to find out. But early Saturday, give me Wisconsin TTP over 19 and a half. Give me FIU, also pronounced FIU, and Marshall under 34 and a half for the first half. That's what I got. I like it. those. I like those a lot. Good. I'm, I'm glad gonna you go, do. I'm going to go over my sharps again. Just so everybody Good, knows. Yeah. All right, I, I got 13 and a half Georgia against Florida early. Love I it. believe that game's at 14 and a half. Feel great about that. I also took the over at 49 and a half. I believe last time I saw it was at 50 and a half, so that's good for most two stars. I like stars. it. I like it. I took Boise State money line versus Colorado State. Kind of a risky bet right there, but I like to live dangerously. All right, then I took Arc State plus 10 and a half. That game got down to eight, eight and, and a half. Up to nine and a half. Up to nine and a half, but I feel, great. I feel great about that yep. game yep. as well. All right, so my Saturday picks. Early Saturday my picks. Early Early Saturday picks, yep. all right? And I don't usually do this. Wow. I really don't usually oh, do this. Oh, wow. I'm looking at the know. screen. Wow. You don't ever see this. The Go double ahead. under. I don't, I don't know the double I, untundra. I don't know if I can say it, but I'm, I'm going to get through it. All right? I'm taking the Michigan, Michigan State under. Mm-hmm. On the first half, 24 and a half. I, I talked about this game earlier. This team, both these teams, is the game's going to decide who can run the ball better. Yeah. All right. well, that's what I said. Keys to victory. Look in the mirror. They're the same guy. Who can run the ball better? Yep. All right. So I'm taking, and it's going to be windy, 15 miles per hour wind. It's going to be wet. All right. So wet, windy. 24 and a half. I don't see that in the first half. And I'm taking Tough the look. Ohio State, Penn State under. Ugh. At 61 and a half. <laughs> I don't like it, but both these, I feel really good about both these games. All right. I feel like Ohio State's going Ohio State's going to win this game, but I don't feel like Penn State's going to score a well, lot of points. I, well, the biggest question is, is James Franklin taking the team to the to the horseshoe or the big house? Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't said know the who big house. I still, still think, playing. man, I still think Penn State could cover this one, but. Not, so, so. Not, 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 I don't feel that way Play enough good, to make Penn it one State. of my picks, okay? Yeah, because here's what we've got, all right? Give me, all right, so oh, first of all, Sharps, Kentucky money line. All love right, that it. was even, I think that line love even it. went farther. I but love anyway, it. and like I said, okay, I want Ole Miss plus two and a half, but I think Ooh. Auburn wins by two in overtime, so everyone can be happy, okay? Booster Club, there you go. Oh, That's you the got Sharps. Ole Miss plus two and a half on the Sharp, right? Yeah. 
okay? So I know things have gone downhill since then. Dangerous anyway, man. Matt Corral's going to win the Heisman. He needs to have a Heisman moment. Yeah, he needs true. to come this weekend, running out of games. All right, Fri- uh, Friday pick, I give you Tulsa. All right, Saturday early picks here. Give me the Texas Baylor over 61 and a half. Yeah, I'm, swinging, an I'm swinging from a string on this pick. You know what okay. that means, right? Spidey senses, wow. tangling, swinging wow. from a string. Is it a Toby Maguire or is it a Peter Parker? Because those are two no, with no, no, Toby no, no, being no, 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 the OG. Peter OG. Okay, swinging so you're from Peter a string Parker. on this one. This all right? is a new school then, gamble here. And then. Give me the Michigan money line. The boys. All right? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not shying away from the points. I just know what kind of football game this is going to be, okay? Like I said, you win by one and get out of town, that is a victory. Let me ask you this. Would you put your stamp, since you're going Michigan money line, would you put your stamp on a Texas Baylor over 61 and a half and Michigan money line? little double up, parlay? What are you thinking? Parlay? There? You feel good about it? Yeah, let's do I it. Like Why it. not? Why not? Why not? Why parlay. Not? Look at us. Who'd have thought? Listen, there you go. We'll have more tomorrow. We'll have more tomorrow. I'm going to tweet it out. We'll tweet these out tonight. Navy and Tulsa. Score points. Thank you. We've said it. We've spoken it. We've put it into the universe. We've got to continue to stay hot. We appreciate you guys. It's been a great show. Blame Booster Club real quick. Yeah, put it on. Put a poll out. Put a poll. I wanted to know, Cone, this is for more for you than anything. Mm, that's right? love. Who wins Saturday? Mm-hmm. Michigan or Michigan State? What do y'all think? What do y'all think? I would say I bet the Booster Club picked Michigan State 54%. I I think the Booster Club picked Michigan, if I know them. Now, what was the percentage? I'll say 54%. The other way. Wow. What is it? Michigan State 46%, Michigan 54%. Let's go! Price is right. We can't see that either. You gotta love it, man. Eyes only. Do you want to know a guy that knows his audience? He's sitting right there. He's eight foot three, and his name's David Cohn. He could pick an apple tree, uh, apple out of an apple tree without getting and a ladder. Shout out to the booster. Shout club, out to the booster. Any and questions? That's how close it's going to be, fellas. Before we roll it up, um, not all. Yeah, we got a question here from Drew Snyder. He's, he's like, not all undefeated teams are created equally, True. right? Mm-hmm. So why is Oklahoma still a top five team? Valid. Listen, I don't think you're barking up the wrong tree. We've talked about it for weeks. I don't think Oklahoma goes undefeated, but the cachet behind it is just how it is. It's just how it is. Oklahoma has has been a team that we've seen in the playoff and talked about in the playoff coming into the year with Spencer Rattler and all this stuff. They had a lot of cachet, Lincoln Riley, this, that, and the other. They're going to give Oklahoma the benefit of the doubt until they lose. And now, let's think about it, Big 12, who else is there? Who else is there, really? I think Baylor plus 900 to win the championship Baylor. in the Big 12 is a great bet. Maybe it's Oklahoma a great State bet. with them. Maybe, maybe they get them, they get them uh, the last, uh, last week game. of the season. Yep. So Oklahoma is going to continue to get that cachet. Oklahoma could win by a field goal against every team the rest of the way out. They'd still make the top four because yep. it's Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. As Lou Holtz would say, it's because it's Oklahoma. Yeah, cachet behind them. You want another one? Hit me with it. Uh, we got a question from Rob D. All Rob right. D. So, if Mullen loses this, uh, loses this game but wins out and the next year loses it again as and is either ten or two or nine and three. Next year does Florida fire him? No, no, Florida wouldn't fire him. The, he goes, he goes ten and two. You ain't firing somebody going ten and two. I don't care if he loses to Georgia or not. I'd be. I, I tell you what, Rob. If I was a Florida fan and they went ten and two, I'd be more worried about Dan getting on the SpaceX <laughs> ship and going to the NFL. That's what I'd be more worried about. Uh, and, and I get it. And I said it earlier. The standard for Florida's championships, we get it. We understand that. But if you fire a guy going ten and two, it's just not a good look. And you say, well, look what they did to Mark Richt. But it look, it ended up being the right move. And that say was what you a want. lot of years in a row. That you was. Know. You know, say what you want. 
It ended up being the right move. Would they go back? Would If you're a Georgia fan, would you go back and not fire Mark Rick and replace him with Kirby Smart? No, and if you talk to any Georgia fan, they all love Mark Rick. Man. They all he do. Did it it's the all right respect. Way. He did it the right way. It's man. all respect, but they're happy they got Kirby and they're sitting in the position they are right sure. now. Sure. All right, one more. Uh, I got a question here from Eric. Arike. Who wins the Pac-12 South? <sighs> man. Arizona State was playing so well. Do you know that, that, that that's been a weird that's been a weird, weird deal man. over there. That's weird. been a weird deal over there. Um You know, to me when when I look at it and I need to go back and look at it again, Eric, pull up pull up to South right now and where we're at because okay. I want to see the schedule going forward before I speak on this. Okay. I want to see the matchups because that's what it's about. And you know, I, I would like to say this while we do have the time while he's looking that up. Thank you, conferences. Was it, wait, for was it Big 12 or Pac-12? Pac-12, Pac-12 South. South. That's I got it right I here. I don't yeah. have schedules for each one, but I got the line. All right, right give me the line. All right, Pac-12 South. Arizona State, 3-1. Th- uh, and one. Yep. Utah, 3-1. and one. UCLA, 3-2. and two. USC, 2-3. Got and three. the answer for you, Eric. It's Utah. You think so? It's mm. Utah. And starts against UCLA. Utah's going to win the, the Pac-12 South. Remember I said it. Book it. Write it down. So Utah's got left. UCLA. Win. Uh, Stanford. Win. Arizona. Win. Oregon. Let's get physical. Well, does that mean win? Uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Oh, he, okay. that, oh, you know what? Back when Oregon was undefeated and they say, who does Oregon lose to? He called Utah I early in the Utah. year. I, now, they've man, stumbled since that. then. But, man. Here's the thing. They, they, they're going to beat be UCLA. Right. They beat UCLA. All right, they beat UCLA. They're going to put themselves in position. Mm-hmm. They are. If you look at the rest of that division. Yeah. And you still got some cannibalism right, that's going to so take this, place. Um, but this is what you got left for Arizona State. All right, you got Washington State. You got USC at home. Okay. You go to the road at Washington. Yep. You got Oregon State. Yep. You got Arizona. Give me Utah. Mm. Wow. Give me Utah. It's crazy. Watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Crazy, to quote a crazy, great theologian. To, great, uh, to quote a great theologian. But we appreciate you guys on a Friday, Halloween weekend. I know we have a lot of people uh, jacked up to get some candy. Hopefully not candy corn. Get that stuff away from me. <laughs> Ew, gross. I actually got a text, and I don't – I need to do some background on this. Okay. But if it's true, it's devastating. Somebody told me that candy corn is in Butterfingers. Like, it's made out of – like, there's some candy corn connection with mm. Butterfingers. Yeah. And I love Butterfingers candy. And if they put candy corn in there and so they you, didn't tell you me. Love, you love candy corn? No. See, now you're, now you're overstepping. Okay. What I'm saying is, if I was hoodwinked <laughs> into eating Butterfingers and they put candy corn in there and grinding up didn't tell me, that's like sneaking mushrooms in on anything that I eat. I don't play that game. You hate mushrooms. Hate them. You gotcha. hate mushrooms, hate but them. love candy corn. I tell you what. You want me to mute him? If you you're, like well, you know, if you're like related, corn, if, there was an, uh, if there was a charge, like an assault charge, and you're related, is it less because you're related or is it yeah, more? Yeah, it's brotherly love. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little Michigan, well, Michigan State they, action yeah. going on. Ooh, how okay. did we book in that? Man. I'm telling you. We just, we just tied up with a bow, put it under the tree, and tell you Santa brought it. I think that's some new but merch. But Santa is real. We I all think know we that. need some new merch coming out. It's oh. a picture of J-Boy and it says, I love candy corn. I, yeah, can, I think we. I can mute him. At I any think minute. we got a, some new merch coming out on Blaine. It's it's called Where's Blaine. dot com. Not eating candy corn. That's for sure. <laughs> you are candy corn. Oh. Anyways, all right. We appreciate you guys joining us. Shout out to the Booster Club. Thanks for the donation. Subscribe. Look at me right now, or listen to me right now. Open your eyes, your ears, your hearts, and your minds, and of course your soul. Go hit the subscribe button on the Volume YouTube channel. Go turn on the notifications. 
we'd really appreciate it. The show's growing like a weed because of you, Booster Club, everybody involved. But if you hit the subscribe button and then hit the notifications button, you're always going to be notified and subscribed. Is that not what you want? That's what I want. I want you to treat that subscribe button. Okay, we talked about boxing and spilling, right? I want you to think you're the end and you're getting a pull towards you and you want to wrong arm it. You just go blow it up and cause a pile up. Cause a pile up and the subscribe and the like button. I want to cause a pile up. Make everybody go lateral. We appreciate you guys. It's been a great week. We're going to tweet out the picks, uh, our other picks for the Saturday games. Give you a couple of them. And we got our live stream tomorrow as usual. Make sure you check that out. Going to be getting you ready. We're going to be talking about Georgia, Florida, recapping that, what's been going around across the country, Michigan, Michigan State, and getting you ready for Auburn and Ole Miss. And again, that Auburn will win by 10 points or more. Remember I said it. There we go. All right. Sorry, Cone. Sorry, Cone. <laughs> <laughs> and like one of Michigan or Michigan State's undefeated records after this season, in an old-fashioned brotherly brawl, we're going, going. Gone. The J-Boy Show is produced by David Cohn. Associate producer, Blaine Crane. Audio engineer, Faison Sharif. Executive producers, Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn. Voiceover announcer, Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. Win the water cooler with The J-Boy Show. The Volume. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.